I am taking the biggest risk on my career that I've ever taken. And it's going to be uh, either uh, show up and glow up, or I'm going to have to show up and grow up because somebody's going to hand it to me right now. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Thank you for listening to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. If you like what you heard today, make sure you hit that follow button on your favorite podcast platform. We can't wait to check in with you next week. Okay, Kelsey, I know that we've said this before, but sometimes we get nervous about our topic. Um, This today, I guess our topic, or I'll at least say at this point, our guest, I've been a mixture of so excited, so honored and nervous. And like when we're talking about, as we're preparing for this interview today, I've been, you're like, are you nervous? And I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. And then I, I get nervous and then I don't. And, and it's, it's a little crazy that we're nervous because we do know this person, I know, but I know. we still respect and admire who we're interviewing today. My heart is pounding right now. And I don't, I'm like, oh gosh, this is just, she's our friend. We are totally good, but we're I, totally I, good. I feel we're like totally we're good. good. We can do this. Yes. We can okay. do big things. So, 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 so I'll let you take it away so we can okay. bring on this very special person in our lives. I'm really, really excited to be able to do this introduction. This woman, she is a wife, a mother, a glamma, a salon owner, educator, product developer, mentor, and friend. She has won numerous awards. She's an icon in our industry. Through all of her success, you will always find one constant, and that is her dedication to growing those around her. Whether it is in the lives of her children, and she's got some pretty successful kiddos, or the many stylists she mentors, she always finds time to pour into others. This woman is an entrepreneurial genius and a role model to all. It is only fitting that our first guest would be our mentor, our friend, Miss Candy Shaw. Yeah. Welcome, Candy. I didn't think I was going to get all misty eyed already. That was very sweet. Normally, I hear all that stuff that just says, oh, whatever. But I am so grateful that you ladies have asked me to be your first guest on The Messy Hairstylist. I um, came with some not so messy hair, but I will tell you, I've had some messy moments in my 40-year career. So I'm happy to discuss that with you today and your listeners. And But more importantly, I just want to say to both of you how incredibly proud I am of you taking this leap of faith, finding each other through our sunny family and really taking this thing to the moon. I support you 100%. Now we're getting serious. I'm over here like... I know Crying immediately. It is We're very true so though. Excited. That that is how we came together with this podcast is through meeting each other through Candy and being sunlights educators here in Ohio and connecting and making this thing happen and in our messy way. And, and I think it is a true testament to what we're trying to do with this podcast is we say, take imperfect action and just go for it. And our first guest, we could have started a little more, you know, a little... I don't want to say smaller, but you know, we could have started a little easier, but we just went big and we we're like, let's bring in candy shells. Go Gotta have it. candy. I mean, cause she really is. I always say like candy, 
you know, kind of put me on the map, you know, it's like, she really brought it out of me. And, um, I just think it's so fitting that we have her first and I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, and I think there's a lot that we're going to talk about, but the main general consensus, the main overall overlooking thing is how you overcame the word. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that is a loaded question, Mm -hmm. but I will say that Before I tell you how, I'd like to tell you that there is power in no. Uh, I think as much as I've been told no, as a matter of fact, if you haven't told me no, you probably are a nobody. Um, But I think there's power in no in saying no yourselves. But I also like to say that no does not mean never. No means just not right now. And I think that when you use that very, very special word and you integrate it into your daily routines and understand that balance is important, but falling is also important. It's important to fall. It's important to have, you know, brush yourself off. And it's very important sometimes to uh, hear that word because it, 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 stills in you a fire to overcome and to be competitive and to get in there and figure it out Yes. rather than just saying, oh, I'm going to close the door. So that was great. Do you think that you would not be where you are today with the the Sunlights brand and Jameson Shaw if you weren't told no? Do you feel like you would be here where you are today? I don't think I would even be close to where I am today if it wasn't for the the power and the big no that I got back when I started developing sunlights and went to some leading manufacturers and tried to get them to come on board. And, you know, I, I look back at that now, Abby, and I do realize a lot of that was timing mm-hmm. and, and the understanding of timing. So sometimes no's are in a timing sense. At the time, however, uh, it made me cry. It, 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 it defeated me. It deflated me. It took me down. I mean, it took me days. I literally grieved uh, like a loss. You know, I really felt like I had a tiger by the tail and I was going to really take this thing to the moon. And I walked in over prepared as I normally am. And the big no came. And I remember the moment that I got in a taxi. Yeah, that's right. Because there were no Ubers and Lyfts back then. <laughs> and I took my little wimpy butt right back to the airport, you know, all just so sad and so deflated. And I just said, you know what? I really feel like this is, this is a sign. You know, this is, this is something that I needed to hear because I am not ready. And maybe I'm not where I think I should be. And maybe I do need to go back and work a little harder at this. And that power of that no in that moment took me to where I am now. And I think I face everything in our company with that in mind. Like that that pivotal moment is always lurking of the, the day that I sat in that boardroom waiting for somebody to support my dream. And they told me no. And now I look back and I really want to thank them for that. Yeah. I, I, we're so lucky that 
Abby and I, and a lot of the Sunlights community, we've gotten to know your story really well. We know where you started and where you came from. And a lot of our listeners might not know this, but Candy developed, and I would love for you to speak a little more about that, what you're talking about when she says no, she actually developed the Sunlights Lightener out of her garage um, because you were told no, correct? Would you give us a little more about that? Because it's such a cool story. Well, it's almost like that. Um, you know, it's like the fish story. You know, you catch a fish and the fish just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. The story so many times that fish just, I mean, it's just pulled you out of the boat. But um, I actually was painting hair for a long time and I was using something out of France that I really loved and the company went bankrupt. And I tried to... Uh, paint with foil lighteners and do all these different things and use different things. And without going into much about ingredients, I just uh, was struggling. And so I felt like I'm from Georgia. So the natural resource in Georgia is red Georgia clay. And it just kind of came to me one night, hey, what if I took clay and put that in a lightener? Maybe I wouldn't get these spots and dots and so on and so on. So I began the journey for two years of R&D of trying to create this product. And when you say, was it born out of my garage? Ultimately, once I made that product and I finalized that product and I built everything going around it, I literally put the labels on it, put the scoops in it, put the twist tie around it. When I finally got my lightener, you know, it was kind of like a drug deal. You know, I was in the garage, you know, putting cans and jars together. And I had my team and we were lined up on tables and we were literally, you know, confiscating, you know, or whatever. I'm envisioning this right now. Me too. I have the perfect vision. And I have to say, like, like, I'm sure you have flown with your sunlight lightener. I have flown with my lightener and I have flown with it in little sample baggies. That is suspicious. Yes. Oh my gosh. I got held up at the airport on the way home from Chicago for an hour while they tested my lightener. They're like, yeah. we can't figure out what this is. I'm like, well, it's lightener. I don't know what else to tell you, sir. Then just confiscate it at this point. So yes, I can picture all of this in your garage. So anyway, so we just kept pushing through. And uh, I remember that moment. And I think you always have a moment in your life when when you say, I, I feel like I've arrived, right? Mm-hmm. Now, don't take yourself too damn serious, though, because the minute you arrive, somebody will burst your bubble and, and flatten you right in, yes. the, right in the driveway. Uh, but I do recall that moment that that FedEx truck showed up and took that first pallet of lightener out of that garage. We, you know, we had a little pallet jack and we pushed it down my driveway and I just you know, the tears just rolled down my face. And I thought, this is it. I am taking the biggest risk on my career that I've ever taken. And it's going to be either uh, show up and glow up, or I'm going to have to show up and grow up because somebody's going to hand it to me right now. And, and it, it was just a beautiful moment that I still think about. I have pictures of that palette leaving my my driveway. And now, you know, those pallets leave my warehouse, like, you know, every single day. So it's pretty exciting. Such a cool story. It's one of those that's just so inspiring. And it just lets, I just feel like it gives you hope for anyone who is listening that is, you know, wanting to do something big. And like you're saying, no propelled you, it made you want to do great things. And sometimes 
you just got to believe in yourself. But I love the like perspective now, because it sounds like then you were like, you said, I need to work harder. I need to do yes. better and do all these things. But now I hear your perspective as it's just timing. And I am mm-hmm. going to take that because when you are told no, or not given the opportunity or things aren't working out, we instantly think, oh, I didn't do it good enough. It's not good enough. And really you have to take a step back. It's like, no, sometimes it's just that timing thing. So I absolutely, mm-hmm. I love that perspective. Me too. Me too. Dig into any really successful company. I think what you'll find is that ingredient of timing. It's mm-hmm. just being in the right place at the right time. We, you know, everything is built on relationships too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like I just I thought my relationship was so good that I was gonna I was gonna bank on it. Mm-hmm. And but yet what I had what I was dreaming and what I was wanting it was really good. It just, the timing of it wasn't in the right space. Uh, I know that there have been brands out there that I'm aware of that launched more than once, you know, they rebranded, redid it, rebranded, redid it. You know, uh, I didn't have those kind of pockets to do that. Yeah. A little bit different. You know, I took my own money and, uh, put it into sunlights. I didn't get a bunch of investors. I didn't go out there and build a company through a, a boardroom. I, I built it just out of out of love and, and desire to really want to be a great balayage artist. And honestly, ladies, y'all may or may not even know this, but our first order of Lightner was a $50,000 order. And I never forget watching that check thinking, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I am either going, this is like playing the crap shoot right now. I'm mm-hmm. at the blackjack table. If, if if this thing doesn't fly, you know, I'm not going to die. I'm going to be able to eat it up in my own salon, but it's going to take a long, long, long time for my 50 chair salon to use that much lightener. But I think that with no comes risk. And I think that you have to be prepared to take risk and and to fall and to falter. And sometimes when you fall, you don't fall down in a way that means you're done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just trip and fall, right? And you skip and fall and you and you just need a moment, a timeout moment. And I I just um you know I'm so grateful for people like you girls who sort of believed in my culture and my mission. And I don't think I'd be where I am today without my sunnies. You know, the sunnies have been the reason that it gives me the juice that I need to just continue and say, they believe it. They believe it. I want, I want to, I want to support that belief system. And you know how social media is. It's kind of, oh my gosh, I love it, but I hate it in the Mm -hmm. same vein. You know, it's so overrated, right? And when people would say to me, well, Candy, why don't you have, you know, uh, 500,000 followers? I say, you know what? Because I have a lot of believers. Yes. Oh, I love that. I would much rather have believers than followers. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that is a huge takeaway for me. That was just, that is huge because it's so true. You know, I mean, everybody puts so much out on social media, it's saturated. We're putting our best foot forward all the time, but you, you just really hit something with me when you said you'd rather have believers than followers. I agree with that. Absolutely. So I want to know like, okay. So when you created this 
sunlight, so the clay lightener, because you had the need there. That's where that started. Uh-huh. But the need for needing that, for wanting that, that clay lightener, since the one you had before wasn't available, that's only going to take you so far like, to, to write that $50,000 check. So what was that vision in the beginning that um, th- there's always an emotional component to it. There's always a greater vision, a, a need to serve our industry. What was that side of it rather than just the need for a physical product that really helped you be like, I have to do this? What, what was that? My student. I mean, it's really easy to say it was my student. I, I like to think of my company as an education company with a product, mm. not a product company that goes out and tries to find a guest artist or an educator to be their to be their poster child. And I was already in the classroom teaching balayage, teaching French cutting, and I just my student was desperate. It was it was like bootlegging. It was mm-hmm. like I my desire to create this was to help people because we all needed something. We were, we were missing this component and that component. I really didn't know what I was doing girls. I mean, I gotta be honest. It was not like I had this huge business plan. Now I'm not saying that I just believe in that because I really believe in a great business plan. I had a notion, let's call Uh it. Mm -hmm. I had a notion that I would be able to take this risk with the with the notion that if it didn't work, I could use it in my own salon and that I had enough believers in the classroom that would use it up, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't set out saying, well, I want to have 30 SKUs and I'm going to build tools and I'm going to have this and I'm going to... It didn't work like that. You know, anybody yeah. building a product out of necessity and love and something that's a niche. I mean, you, you go in it kind of blindsided, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's not, yeah. you know, you just don't sit down and go, okay, and then I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do that. You, it's like building a salon culture. You don't mm-hmm. open a salon and know exactly what you're going to do. That's do funny. Know. That's funny when you do. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't turn out that way. That's yeah. Yeah. Get, get in line for lots of disappointment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause your game plan is not going to go as (laughs) I got news for you. (laughs) I laugh because it's true. It's so true. It's so true. But it sounds like what Candy is saying is, it's all about calculated risks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm such a firm believer in calculated risks. You know, everything is about a risk, but if, if you have a little bit, you're like, you know what, if this goes wrong, I can do this with this product. I, I love that. I and also so- feel like it's the, like the heart and the essence of the true entrepreneur, right? Like Agree. you have to have that instinct. You have to be connected in and dialed in and, and have that understanding of, your audience or your customers or your students or your clients or whatever it is. And, and there, you know, if you took just the numbers people and you went off of what they said, then you wouldn't be doing anything that you're doing. And so to be able to trust your instinct. And I, I do feel like that is the secret sauce of the female entrepreneur. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. I do have to say one thing to that, Abby and Kelsey, and I want to go ahead and apologize, but I do feel like um, our society right now is suffering from over entrepreneurism. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of entrepreneuring out there. 
And I, I mean that in a way that with all due respect, you know, I think we go into these trends in our lives about, okay, it's going to be self-care. It's going to be, I own my time. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to create this. And a lot of that is the shiny new thing that social media has caused us to ingest. And that, you know, constant in your face, you can do it in your face. You can do it in your face. You can do it. Ah, that's led to a lot of disappointment and a lot of lives. A lot of people have fallen and a lot of people have fallen hard, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I would say to any listener out there, I all applaud a great entrepreneur, but don't be, you know, be careful what you wish for. Thank you for listening to episode one of our two-part series with Candy Shaw. Be sure to tune in next week where Candy shares what really matters, family, and everything coming from love, not money.